Frank, 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 I got some big news. Are you ready for it? Uh, always, always and not ready. Oh, it has to do with this podcast. I don't know. You probably don't follow me on the Internet, so I'm assuming you know nothing about any of this news. I it's more like I've been detached from the world for the last week, and that's why I'm detached from news. That's my excuse this time for not following you on the Internet. Also, I thought you were off the Internet, but OK, what's going I'm on? Off the, I'm off the Internet, but on the YouTube, Frank. You know, I'm always on the YouTube. <laughs> the YouTube is like the last place I'd like on the internet right now. So <laughs> hi, YouTube, if you're watching. <laughs> In fact, Frank, some might be watching on our new YouTube channel, Merge Conflict, its own YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at Merge Conflict FM. What do you know? Because here's what happened, Frank. When we started doing these video recordings, I'm an audio type of person, but we pretty much always just have our video on because so we can synchronize anyways, our audio and just uh, better to like look at each other while we're doing this. So we decided, uh, yeah, I know I see your cat walk around and, and question what's in your <laughs> background for the audience for our bonus podcast. But as an experiment, I wanted to see if anyone wanted to ever watch these, these um, podcast video and I needed to put them somewhere and YouTube uh, and we didn't record any of them for the longest time for 350 some odd episodes. We just never record the the videos, only audio. And what ended up happening is YouTube released these YouTube podcasts. So you can create a playlist, which then you can put it into a, a podcast and then it shows up in certain places, et cetera, et cetera. They have certain analytics. Amazing. Um, so this is like live and other stuff. There's like a podcast tab. So I was like, where am I going to put these? Well, I have my YouTube channel. I'll put them on my YouTube channel. I usually publish on Thursdays. This comes out <laughs> on Monday. So bingo, bango. And we've been doing that for half a year, you know, and we get oh, pretty good time. Thousand views per episode. That's not bad. I thought we were doing it for longer. I feel like we've been doing uh, videos on the YouTube for longer. Okay, we, we got to we keep going. I, I want a few years under our belts. We got to become YouTubers. <laughs> Yeah, we did a few live streams and then that was about it. So we had about mm -hmm. 20 some or so in there. And yeah, right now about 19 is what we have. I just looking at it right now, the current playlist. So that was pretty good. And I did a survey though on my channel because, you know, I'm always publishing new videos and sometimes I don't publish a new video every week. So it's like I got two merge conflicts back to back. And I wanted to make sure that I was listening to my viewers of my channel, which <laughs> many of them are from our listeners of this channel. So it kind of made sense to me in a way to keep them together in general. But of course, every person that watches my YouTube does not listen to our podcast, which I guess <laughs> makes sense. So Frank, here's what ended up happening. I did a survey and there's a little survey built into YouTube community chat. And I said, hey, should I keep them? Should I separate them or should I keep them together? So vote yes to separate them, create your own channel. No, keep them together. This is amazing. And 70% of people said, please separate the channels and keep okay. separate entities. So that is what I have done, Frank Krueger. And it is now its own YouTube channel that follows you and follows me. And we have 177 subscribers so far. Which is great. <laughs> Hello, 177 of you. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, happy to have our own channel. 70%. That's a tough one to make a decision on. I, I, I'm not the 50% kind of guy, like 51%. No, no, you don't, you don't make any change. 75%, but 70% cool. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the new channel then. <laughs> um, it, it, it's good. Yeah, because it, it's definitely different content than you normally have on your channel. So yeah. that's, um, 
we'll have to just advertise and make cool thumbnails and A-B test thumbnails now that we're a legit channel now. Uh, we have to do channel-like stuff. Uh, get a sponsorship. Uh, we, sh- we should definitely get a cool also, in addition to our also cool sponsorships. And- yes. Now, the bummer is that I can't just, like, transfer the podcast from YouTube over. So what I had to do is, like, yeah. unlist the old one, you know, make everything unlisted, and then up- re-upload everything onto the new one. So now everything is there. It's an official podcast. I'll put links in the this show notes. If you're over there, but to kick it off, uh, if you're on YouTube and I will describe this, we're doing a little giveaway. All you got to do is be a subscriber to the new Merge Conflict channel and like one of uh, this video or the the yeah just this video, because if you're watching this video, this is do this, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so either last week's or this week's is fine. 372 or 373. You like the video, subscribe to the channel and leave a comment. Anything you want. You like the podcast, anything like that. And anywhere in the world, I will send you this soundbite.fm, which is our podcast network, amazing bomb-proof mirror bag. It's a cool bag that you can put your devices in, and it's lined with waterproof. It's it's really, really nice. And inside of it is a bunch of swag for Merge Conflict and Soundbite.fm, which is a bunch of stickers, a magnet, and a pin, and a lot more. (laughs) I'll do that to one person anywhere in the world, and I will pick out 10 more people to send stickers to anywhere in the world. So 11 optional people that can win that in a giveaway. So that's all you got to do. If you're watching this video, like it, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the channel on YouTube and then leave a comment and I will pick out people in the below by, I don't know, a week from now, two weeks <laughs> from now or something like that. I don't know when, but I will do it. So I feel like I have to be the PBS person to say that is a fantastic deal, James, because that is my favorite pouch that I've ever gotten out of you. Uh, James was kind enough to let me use one of these swag pouches, and I have been using it literally for years, and it is the greatest bit of swag on the planet. So everyone race to, what did you say? You have to give a like or something. Race or a comment to do that because you want that pouch, I promise you. Yes. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. All the things that you would do on YouTube. Uh, yes, I have a few of them. In fact, I just sent them out to a bunch of our Patreon subscribers as well. Not that I'm asking for people to give us more money, but there's a lot of time. I literally spent hours today re-uploading, doing all this stuff. There's a lot of work um, in general. But yes, um, I sent it out to our US-based um, Patreon subscribers because international shipment is very expensive. Hence, I'm doing it uh, in general. But I did. we did send out mugs uh, to all of our... Yeah. Uh, to all of ours. And it was like, I don't know, the bill is like $600 for shipping. It was wild. It was more than we made the that entire right. Patreon. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's the big news. Seven minutes news of it. We're getting it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Clear Follow it up. out. Oof. I'm sorry, but that's just, that's just life news. And now Frank, let's get to our biggest topic of the week, which is for the first time in my entire existence <laughs> i downloaded and installed and used a nightly build of dotnet in fact the dotnet 8 Ooh. rc oh it's the rc the release candidate is a nightly build right now that's fine yeah i don't know if that I, counts man like nightly nightly means you're on the bleeding edge that means like someone had too much coffee before they left work and they checked in and it technically builds but it breaks everything that's a nightly that's a proper nightly build. But uh, an RC, that, that feels like it has some quality assurance behind it. 
Well, what if I told you, Frank, that the nightly builds are actually not even nightly builds. They are builds of every PR into main, a new nightly. Yeah. It's I guess it's a PR build gets in there. And that's specifically at github.com <laughs> forward slash dot net forward slash installer. Uh, that's where I learned it existed because I had no idea. When you go there, you literally have um, under the table, there's a table below and you have to add a, uh, oh my gosh, there's .NET 9 builds. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh Don't my you God. dare. Don't you dare. Uh, it's it's too early to talk about .NET 9. We're not going oh my there. Oh, they're on RC2. I, I'm already late. Oh my gosh. Wow. Right. Okay. So, so J- James is talking about github.com slash dot net slash installer, which I believe has been around for since ancient times, like since dot net one or something. Because yeah. I remember uh, the whole how are we going to distribute this new cool version of dot net wasn't fully settled by the Microsoft people. And for a while, there were just these binaries everywhere from the build servers, and you could always go get these binaries. Uh, I don't know if this is the exact same repo, but it has the same giant table of operating systems and versions that you would expect out of a giant dump out of a build server of .NET versions. Yeah, it Mac OS is... ARM 64, baby. 9.0.100.-alpha. That's what, that's what you want right there. Yes. So here's what ended up happening. I don't know. Do you do you know about the new stuff that's happened into Blazor and .NET 8? The unified uh, wildness. That's kind of awesome, but I'm also terrified, but also very excited oh, at the same time. Uh, I don't think I do. That's it. So, so you know previously how in .NET 7 and .NET 6 and .NET 5 and .NET Core, when you had a Blazor app, you either had a Blazor server app or a Blazor WebAssembly app? Ah, very good. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Okay, cool. Yeah. And you would have to make that decision. Of course, you could swap between the two models. Now, there is just one Blazor app. It's called a Blazor web app. And every component you mark with an assembly attribute that says this component is server rendered or client rendered, which is very, very interesting. Okay. Granularity. I, I, I like picking one or the other because I think it dictates your design a little bit of the application. But that's cool because it, it is a big decision to make up front. And you know me, I'm very much against upfront decisions. Every yes. project should just be generic. So <laughs> uh, on principle, I am 100% here for this. But on uh, engineering practice, I think you should still kind of settle in your head if you're uh, mostly static or if you're a mostly server-based application. And I'm assuming that they're going to have like a mode that says like always server, always web assembly. So like the standard, or else you wouldn't be able to really migrate easily between seven and eight. But I was doing a new, a beginner series on Blazor hybrid for .NET MAUI. And I wanted to show how you could share a Razor class library between a Blazor app and a .NET MAUI Blazor hybrid app. And apparently that didn't work in any version of .NET 8 preview until RC1, where they added a new API um, that um, because because the new model kind of broke it something oh, before new in your in new model, new model. Right. Uh, and maybe even broken in the old model until now. I'm not positive. Uh, but what would ended up happening? No, they must have fixed it. I don't know, at yeah. least in the new model. 
What ended up happening, and there's an issue about this, is that uh, how it scans in this new model for the different components, uh, or previously, you would just add like additional assemblies and it would look in your, your navigation hierarchy and it would scan them and find all of them. Well, that doesn't really work in the new model. So they actually, in your startup code, you have to also identify, here's the additional assemblies that it's in. And that API, because this was a bug up until RC1, uh, which is when it was fixed in, uh, it uh, was added. So <laughs> I, got on the, I got on the horn, as I do on the horn with Mr. Dan Roth. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because talking to John Galloway. I was like, this is broken. I don't know what's going on. He's like, oh, I saw a bug for this. I was talking to Dan about it. I got Don, Dan on the one. Dan's the nicest guy in the world. I'm like, Dan, I don't know. He's like, you're going to have to install the RC bits. And I was like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's, I'm like, how do I even do that? I was like, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. Go to github.com forward slash .net slash installer. You literally have worked at Microsoft for eight years, James. Sorry, Dan, I don't know anything about, I apparently I don't know anything about .NET. If it's not installed with Visual Studio, I don't know what I'm doing. So I click this button and you know these are not signed packages, right? So you get the oh. download and it's like, are you sure? And then it's like, are you really <laughs> sure? Then Windows is like, are you really, really sure? And, I'll, and he's like, he's like, I wanted to let you know. I have no idea what's about to happen right now. He's like, Maui, is it going to work? I don't know. And I was like, I don't care. I got to finish this video. And then I'm going on vacation for two weeks and you'll ship the real thing. Like it's going to happen. Right. I'm like, I'm out of here. And he's like, I'm like, let's do this. And he installed it. And, like, and he's like, all right, let's, all you got to do is just go in and add the package configuration. Like do this. And <laughs> he's like, just put in your reg edit. And it's like, and it's like, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. environment variables. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then there's like, you can't attach a debugger because it's not signed. It's like, do this other thing. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, wow. It's like, oh my gosh. And you just follow this readme. And it is bananas. And then I have a RC1 build just like running on my machine. And it was magic. And it all worked <laughs> with Visual Studio. And it was so cool. And now I'm going to install .NET 9. Let's install .NET 9 together. Are you ready? It's all here. It's available. Uh, okay. So I, I love everything you said, but I'm... It's that's not magic. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> so because it's not signed, it couldn't what now? Whatever. I guess I'm going to find out because you know what? I'm I'm here for this, James. I, I'm downloading an installer right now. I'm waiting for a collector.github.com. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I love that you had to do an RC. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess the big question is like the workloads, right? Because .NET yeah. is split from the workloads. So which workloads are compatible with? And you went for .NET 8 or because, yeah, you haven't done 9 yet. Yeah, I did .NET 8 RC1. And well, that depends. It depends if the workloads were published for them. You know, the one thing you need to do mm -hmm. is that also there's NuGet packages that sync up with these versions, right? So what that means is that the NuGet packages associated with uh, RC2 now, in this case, are not published or whatever, whatever versions on there, .NET 9, if you want to try it out, yeah. are not published yet. So you have to get I a see. NuGet package source added that will give you the nightly builds of those NuGets that are required to run these things. Now, I'm assuming, though, that the I don't really know. That's the one thing about the workloads that I'm not positive about. Like the Maui team would have had to release .NET 9 workloads that are compatible with this into whatever the manifest thing is that that gets it. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the one thing I, I still don't understand about workloads is how they're tied to the runtime. Because, for instance, you upgraded your runtime to eight, 
that does yeah. not necessarily mean the libraries are incompatible. If the libraries, um, if you know, no APIs were broken or anything, the libraries could work just fine under that new runtime. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to whether the workloads are tied to a specific runtime. I guess we're about to find out. Well, my internet's a little bit slow, but I, I soon plan to be a part of the .NET 9 world. What is that, like C Sharp 30 or something? C Sharp 12, something like that. Um, but you were doing all this for um, version 8, all yeah. because they upgraded the Blazor stuff, which broke the Maui Blazor stuff. But you're saying after all of that, after all your regex, <laughs> regedit edits, um, you actually did get it to work. You you got your video made. You can go on vacation. It's correct. It was it was nice because it was like the last video too, which means like as long as I get this thing to work, then I don't care what happens to my machine. No, so <laughs> out of the box, it was actually really really easy to get this working. All I had to do was uh, install it you know, get through all the windows pop-ups. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And then I added the NuGet package source into Visual Studio. I could have done the command line. I could have done it, I guess, in some file. I just put in Visual Studio because I like, it's easier for me to manage. Like, then I got to remove it from the thing, whatever, it's there. Then it worked. However, the debugger doesn't work with unsigned, side-loaded versions of .NET. And for that, you need to do a few different things. There's like a project setting. There's um, some special setting in Visual Studio. And then there's also a reg edit that you can do. There's some doc on it. Dan just knew the URL immediately. So I was like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, so that is one thing that you need to do. And I don't think it's on here. So it should probably be listed. I'm going to talk to someone about that. But this sounds horrendous. Why are you living yeah. at the bleeding edge? You have to. You had to. You had to do it for your I job. I get it. But boy, I hope no one has to do any of this. Don't do this, people. It's not worth it. This is insane. <laughs> well, because normally what I do, right, is I wait for Visual Studio to update and then the latest versions come with it. So now with the latest version of Visual Studio 17.8, that comes automatically installed with .NET 8. You don't even like it's just everything's .NET 8 automatically no matter what you know what i mean but it's like preview seven but in this case i needed rc1 with my rc2 fix, right? i needed <laughs> okay I needed, yeah yeah rc2 in this case right whatever i needed yeah. i needed that version <laughs> that's there and well, and uh it's these are the these are this is what hanselman what thing was hanselman because he was talking about donut open source he would talk to be like it's like uh cooking a steak right how how well done or how rare do you want it? Well done is like <laughs> it's in the box, right? It's the LTS version, uh-huh. long term support is installed with Visual Studio. You're going to get the <laughs> monthly patches, blah, 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 right? The you go down to a, a medium and like that's the the preview bits that's shipping in Visual Studio, which is there, blah, blah, blah. We're on like the the media. We're on the medium rare, right? Because well, it's unsigned yeah. the rare is like i downloaded the source code and compiled it myself and i have my own version of net you know what i mean well it, it is the beta summer um i'm <laughs> i've been using xcode beta 4 beta 4 and every time you try to add a file to the project xcode crashes oh no it's fun so i learned i go to visual studio code i create the file Go to Xcode and add the file because you can add files. You just can't create new ones. That makes it crash. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm getting a little bit tired of this. I'm going to update my Xcode 
because you know it's beta four i think they're up to like beta six or seven like that in the x code so i go do that i spend like i have terrible internet james i spend like half a day updating the x code you know getting that all set and then all of a sudden i can't run any of the apps on my devices anymore because new x code puts a little something something into those executables oh, <laughs> that no. the beta version of ios 17 whatever we're up to uh doesn't support and so i had to update all my test devices up to ios 17 and then I opened Visual Studio, and Visual Studio Stable says you need to download not one but two versions of the .NET SDK. And so, James, I find it hilarious that you chose today to be your crazy .NET AR release candidate today, when I've just been updating every other thing too. But it's the beta summer, the Xcodes. At least it's smaller than Xcode. I've downloaded like 22 gigabytes of SDKs today. Well, I think that that's one of the cool parts about it is like literally I went to go install this and I had everything up and running, even though you said it sounded terrible. I had everything up and running in like six <laughs> minutes. Like it was honestly. You had a way. pro helping you. If only we could all have a little angel over our shoulders. <laughs> yeah. J- James, uh, can I can I share a little fun factoid with you? Yes, you can. Go ahead. I wrote a little command line thing, a little bit dot net info. I okay. piped that over to grep searching for slash SDK, looking for lines that contain slash SDK. Pipe that over to word count, please count the number of lines, dash L. James, I have 51 SDKs installed on my computer of .NET. <laughs> 51 .NET SDKs installed on my computer. What is wrong with me? What is going on in this world? I need to learn how to clean these things out. Um, I, you know what? I like variety though. At least I have my choice. Do, do I want to use 7.0.1.101 or 7.0.306? I have a choice, you know? So uh, how far back did it go? What's your, what's your, so I, my latest version on this machine is preview seven of .NET 8, even though on my other machine, it's RC1. Uh, that's for sure. Even though it's not out yet. James. Uh, what's your, I, what's your newest version? Oh, nine. my newest version. I'm a little embarrassed. No, no. I, I, I would have sworn I would have had a .NET 8 on this machine. This is my main dev machine. I, I would have sworn I had an 8 on it. No. 7.0.307. You're living in the ice age. And that's not even true. All my projects are locked down to 7.0.101. And that's mostly because it's a number that I can remember. And you don't do 7.0.100 because, as everyone knows, you do the point one releases from Microsoft. So 7.0.101 is what I use for all my projects. Um, man, what, how long, you're, you're just living the crazy Microsoft life running .NET 8. I'm, I'm happy I'm on uh, .NET 7 right now. So I mostly roll with the 7. What's your oldest version that you have? Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. I'm a little bit embarrassed, and I think that they changed how the SDKs were installed because I know mm-hmm. I rocked the V1 series, but there aren't any here. No V1. Here you got a new machine. Two point two point oh point three. Ah, is what I bad. got here. Not bad. Uh, what do you got? Not bad. I did have two. I uninstalled uh, two. I think I uninstalled. No, I don't know if I used to. I think I might have used an Azure Functions a long time ago. My oldest is three one four two six, so .NET Core three one. 
That's so modern. Yeah, I got two o, two one, two two, two two. It's it's funny. Uh, no version four is there for some reason. Uh, no. Oh, what eight? happened there? Why isn't there four? Where'd the four go? I think they skipped four, <laughs> so they we did, don't get yeah. it confused. <laughs> yeah, with framework four. Yeah, that's so correct. poor, poor little people with our .NETs. I think it was more of like a nougat bug i think more than anything oh uh, so i'm trying to install .NET 9 and the first thing i get is yeah it's not signed so now i gotta mm-hmm. go do the mac thing do that somehow give it permission Can, yeah i don't know how to do it there's gotta be a, a wiki somewhere i have i have uh you ready for this the number of sdks i've installed now, i mind am you, excited i install like every preview of vs and all this other stuff i'm like bleeding edge right yeah, I believe four, you. four versions. Because here's what do happens. You know how to uninstall? Them? I don't even know how to uninstall them. I think is the problem. So here's here's the magic. Frank Krueger is I use Visual Studio 2022 to manage my .NET SDKs and how Visual Studio works is when you install a new update of Visual Studio, it will uninstall the older versions of that SDK for you. So as I'm updating right? I have always the latest version, always the latest version. So like when I up, when I get the RC one, it'll just automatically uninstall preview seven, right? Because visual studios managing my SDK installation for me, it does it for automatically. I I don't know if that does it on the Mac. I think it just installs all of them, but at least on windows, it knows how to uninstall (laughs) now and .NET eight Frank Krueger, they did add a new, I believe it's a command line, um, command called (laughs) .NET clean i want to say .NET clean finally fi- okay so everyone i i actually do know how to uninstall sdks no you don't hey, frank i do Lies. you can go to the directory and just hit delete turns out it works kind of just fine um plus if you go and google for this there's a script you could download called like .NET clean or something like that so i'm so happy it's finally built into the tool itself it, it should have been built into tool itself for a long time but awesome james yeah awesome. well done it clean okay hey, hold on maybe done it clean already had it i, I swear that there's an a, another one that they added in donet eight because i don't see because donet clean is like clean the yeah, the yeah that's different yeah obviously yeah there, there's some command to do it. I swear that it's in there. Is it done at workload? There is done at workload uninstall, but that wasn't done at six. I, I swear that there was something they added in Donut 8 SDK uninstall CLI. Let me see. Because I don't know. It, I swear. <laughs> I swear they added something. There is an uninstall tool, but I swear that there is a. There is something. I don't know. I swear it's mm. in there. Ah. Ah. Well, can I say that I am the proud runner of .NET version 9.0.100 hyphen alpha 1.23422.20? So what do you have to do I to roll. what do you have to do to sideload it? It's it's no big deal on Mac. Usually if you go to your settings, privacy and security under the security, it just says, I'm sorry, first try to open. It's a dot package. It's a installer. First try to open Mm. it. It yells at you. Then you go to your Mac settings, privacy, security, scroll down a little bit. There's a permission slip 
that you can give it. And then you go run it again. It asks for a few passwords. It gets installed. Uh, Bob's your uncle. Seems to be working fine because it's like the host running right now already. Um, okay. I am noticing that my computer is in a slightly awkward state, although I don't have the .NET 8 SDK installed. I do, unfortunately, have the .NET 8 runtime installed. That's why my computer is very confusing. (laughs) So I am rocking .NET 9 runtime environment, .NET 8 host environment, .NET 7 default SDK. Because you know what? I live dangerously with the version numbers. Oh my goodness. I love it. That's great. Um, I mean, that's one way to do it. So no, it's not. No, no, I, I, I gotta go delete these <laughs> stray. It's, it's still unfortunate. I I've never liked the whole runtime SDK split. I get it. Compilers are somewhat big, but I, I don't like that. You can install the runtime separate from the SDK. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if they were always just the same thing. And I often forget that they are separate things. So this is a little nice reminder to myself. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, I'm proud of you. Are you ready to try out all the new sweet features in dot? I don't know if there's anything in, in dot at all, but that'd be wild. <laughs> well, no, so. there, there, there is on dot net eight. And this is why I'm surprised that I didn't have it on this Mac is because, um, uh, uh, native AOT is supported on Mac officially. .NET 8. And that's why I, I assumed, but I must have been working on my laptop because I know I was playing around with it. Got it. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I do think this is a pretty neat, you know, I know this isn't new. And so people are probably watching this podcast and like, James, like you just do this for like you said the last five years, but I never did it, <laughs> but I needed to do it, you know, and I think that this is the same thing where in .NET 8, specifically with .NET Maui, the team is doing uh, the same thing, but with uh, NuGet packages for the feed, right? So they're going back to you can pin .maui, you know, packages and PRs and things like that. So all the builds that are coming in, so you can basically get a nightly feed of .maui if you wanted to, which is kind of awesome um, in general. So you don't have to wait around every month for a new release of the workload to update automatically. You just pull in mm-hmm. the NuGets and then you'll get everything associated with it. Which I think is, I think I I think that. It is a better route for people that want to go on the cutting edge because, you know, why wait around uh, for a month, you know, if you need to, whereas like in, you know, even though that being said, like with Xamarin Forms, they had a stable release every like four to six weeks, but they had a CI feed, right? So now you're getting Mm -hmm. back to the best of both worlds. And I feel like I now understand how to do that with not only net but now obviously with dot and this other framework so now it's up to the workloads to install and, and go from there so i'm excited because that means that i won't necessarily need to install crazy bits if like there's a fix in dot or something like that i don't think that's how the blazer and asp.net core work i think those all ship with nougats and things inside of the s inside of the, the sdk right because now yeah. a workload asp.net core is an sdk yeah and right. well, Maui's an SDK also because you can put it at the top of the file and it brings in a mm. lot of things automatically. As SDK is a little bit of an overloaded term right now because we're talking about. I believe like, it stands for Software Net. Development <laughs> Kit, Frank. Which is a little bit broad, James. <laughs> um, yeah, fine. It, it, 
it, it, it's all good. Um, it, it's going to work out in the end. I, I, I always say that with these SDKs and things like that. I do worry about my hard drive space. <laughs> I don't know where these workloads live. I, I, they're there. They're, t- they're taking up room. Every so often, I just go randomly delete things. I went and deleted my uh, NuGet central packages directory. That freed up a good... 20 or 40 gigabytes of data <laughs> and I just download them all again. And I, I do feel like a little bit of a pack rat with 51 SDKs installed. I, I need to I need to get a clean in here. And if if for no other reason than for my poor hard drive, it can get into shape. But yeah. um I I do also like I, I have no need to chase the version dragon here. I don't mind being locked down to 7.0.101. But the truth is, I have projects that I create all throughout time, and I I have projects that just recently I've upgraded from .NET three to you know .NET mm. seven, just because I haven't had to update the code, and so there was no reason to update the version number or anything like that. And so while it's fun that we're talking about all these modern versions and all that kind of stuff. Um, .NET's in pretty great shape. It runs really well. Um, <laughs> Blazor bugs aside, uh, so I, I've I I just haven't been chasing the dragon that fast lately, to be honest. Yeah, I just went through the another big reason I've been catching stuff. Like I do like being on preview, but you know in previews there be bugs, right? And things happen. That's why they're there. That's why I need people to test it. But I did just recently use the .NET Upgrade Assistant. I just did a video on my YouTube channel. It'll be out by the time this podcast is out. And the .NET Upgrade Assistant supports all sorts of things. Like you're saying, it's like upgrading from three to six to seven to whatever. And even Xamarin Forms to .NET MAUI. And I went through a um, start to finish. uh, And I migrated an entire app from start to finish. All the dependencies, a bunch of stuff, including Toolkit and Xamarin Essentials and third-party libraries uh custom things from start to finish in like under 30 minutes now i'm not saying it's going to be like as close to eye circuit 3d you know what i mean or whatever but i was like you know this is a relatively complex application as complex as some of my Mm -hmm. other apps so i feel pretty good about this you know what i mean and and it seemed to work so i was pretty happy about that and now i'll see how my other apps do along the way because i did get a nasty gram from our good friends at google that said, hey, you got to update your apps. Um, in fact, yeah, they said you got to update. Google they said you won't be you won't be able to update your apps unless you target a new version of Android. And um, they're going to turn like I, I will be on holiday. I will not yeah. be here, so I can't publish a new version of my app. But I don't need to publish a new version. At least it's not the nasty gram, which is we're going to take down your mm-hmm. app. This is the you can't right. update your app. So right. that is calling me that my holiday hack will be. Upgrading everything <laughs> to Don Maui officially. No, no holiday hacks already. We're not that far along in the year yet. James, it's still summertime. I know. Uh, we're still beta, beta summering over here. No holiday hacking just yet. Uh, yeah. That's that sounds terrible. I, I need to. Thankfully, I've gotten a, a lot of my Androids under CI. But now I feel like I need CI for the CI to like update the versions and the SDKs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. Um. Anyway, are you doing an Android beta though? No, you're not doing any of that kind of stuff. You're just doing no. release versions, right? Yeah, release versions. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, everything else yeah. is good. I think all my code is good. I think all my packages are good. 
Uh, I had some major changes to my billing library that I don't really want to update <laughs> and use, <laughs> but it's, it's, it works. It's fine. Um, yeah, they've made a lot of changes and yeah, I think it's time for me to kind of do my, do, do my migrations. I've done some already, but kind of make, make yeah. the move. I could delay, but it's like, well, I might as well just go for it. <sighs> but my problem is my apps are sort of built for the winter. You know what I mean? So that means that's when I get yeah. most of my users because my users are like the skiing apps. You got to work around also, now. Yeah. So that's sort of my problem that I have. So we'll see. I'll take it one step at a time uh, in general. <laughs> but there's a lot of new stuff. That's all I'm saying that's out there. But yeah, now it's now time to install .NET 9. I think that's what we're going to call well, this episode. Now that I have .NET 9, I can't wait till we talk about C Sharp 12 next, <laughs> next episode. Oh, you know, man. you know, that's what I'm doing tonight. You know, I'm just going to like, ooh, what, what features are enabled here? Anything, anything new, anything fun Maybe. I can play with? Hello. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Emerge Complex. Thank you all for uh, just being part of the community, being a, uh, a viewer, a listener, a Patreon subscriber, a YouTube subscriber, anywhere you're at. We're going to put links to all that stuff in the show notes everywhere in general. <laughs> Uh, if you want more goodies, uh, we do have a Patreon feed. We have exclusive videos and you get uh, podcasts first, uh, which is pretty rad uh, if you want them. And then additionally, um, yeah, you can just follow us on your favorite podcast app, leave a review. You can leave comments on YouTube. We read them. We will read them back uh, and sometimes comments on them, especially in our uh, uh, lightning topics as well. So we keep those around and keep those as after, after, uh, active topics in our mind. Oof. But thank you for being here. I thank you, Frank, for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, so until next time, uh, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for watching and listening. Peace. Peace.